episode 1616. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Lesson four. I didn't tell my poor dad I wasn't being paid. He wouldn't have understood. And I didn't want to try to explain something I didn't understand myself. For three more weeks, Mike and I worked three hours every Saturday for nothing. The work didn't bother me, and the routine got easier, but it was the missed baseball games and not being able to afford to buy a few comic books that got to me. Rich Dad stopped by at noon on the third week. We heard his truck pull up to the parking lot and sputtered when the engine was turned off. He entered the store and greeted Miss Martin with a hug after finding out how things were going in the store. He reached into the ice cream freezer, pulled out two bars, paid for them, and signaled to Mike and me. Let's go for a walk, boys. We crossed the street, dodging a few cars, and walked across the large grassy field where a few adults were playing softball, sitting down at a long picnic table. He handed Mike and me the treats. How's it going, boys? Okay, Mike said. I nodded in agreement. Learn anything yet, Rich Dad asked. Mike and I looked at each other, shrugged our shoulders, and shook our heads in confusion. Well, you boys had better start thinking. You're starting at one of life's biggest lessons. If you learn it, you'll enjoy a life of great freedom and security. If you don't, you'll wind up like Miss Martin and most of the people playing softball in this park. You work very hard for little money, clinging to the illusion of job security and looking forward to a three-week vacation each year and maybe a skimpy pension after 45 years of service. If that excites you, I'll give you a raise to 25 cents a year. But these are good, hardworking people. Are you making fun of them? I demanded. A smile came across Rich Dad's face. Miss Martin is like a mother to me. I would never be that cruel. I may sound unlike unkind because I'm doing my best to point something out to the two of you. I want to expand your point of views so you can see something most people never have the benefit of seeing because their vision is too narrow. Most people never see the trap they are in. Mike and I sat there uncertain of his message. He sounded cruel, yet we would, we could sense he was trying to drive home a point. With a smile, Rich Dad said, doesn't that 25 cent an hour sound good? Doesn't it make your heart beat a little faster? I shook my head, no, but it really did. 25 cents an hour would be big bucks to me. Okay, I'll pay you a dollar an hour, Rich Dad said, with a sly grin. Now my heart started to raise. My brain was screaming, take it, take it. I could not believe what I was hearing. Still, I said nothing. Okay, $2 an hour. My little brain and heart nearly exploded. After all, it was 1956, and being paid $2 an hour would be at, have made me the richest kid in the world. I could imagine earning the kind of money I wanted to say yes. I wanted the deal. I could picture a new bicycle, new baseball glove, and the adoption of my friends when I flashed some cash on top of that. Jimmy and his rich friends could never call me poor again, but somehow my mouth stayed shut. The ice cream had melted and was running down my hand. Rich Dad was looking at two boys 
Staring back at him, eyes wide open and brains empty, he was testing us and he knew there was a part of our emotions that wanted to take the deal. He understood that every person has a weak and needy part of their soul that can be bought. And he knew that every individual also had a part of their soul that was re re resistant and could never be bought. It was only a question of which one was stronger. Okay, $5 an hour. Suddenly I was silent. Something had changed. The offer was too big and ridiculous. Not many grown-ups in 1956 made more than that, but quickly my temptation disappeared and calmed, set in. Slowly I turned to my left to look at Mike. He looked back at me. The part of my soul that was weak and needy was silenced. The part of me that had no price took over. I knew Mike had gotten to that point too. Good, Rich Dad said softly. Most people have a price and they have a price because of human emotions. Named fear and greed. First, the fear of being without money motivates us to work hard. And then once we get that paycheck, greed of desire starts us thinking about all the wonderful things money can buy. The pattern then sets. What pattern? I asked. The pattern of get up, go to work, pay bills, get up, go to work, pay bills. People live, lives are forever controlled by two emotions, fear and greed. Offer them more money and they continue to cycle, cycle by increasing their spending. This is what I call the rat race. There is another way, Mike asks. Yes, said Rich Dad slowly, but only a few people find it. And what is that way, Mike asks. That's what I hope you boys will learn as you work and study with me. That is why I took away all forms of pay. Any hints, Mike said, we're kind of tired of working hard, especially for nothing. Well, the first step is telling the truth, said Rich Dad. We haven't been lying, I said. I did not say you were lying. I said to tell the truth, Rich Dad retorted, restored. The truth about what, I asked. How are you feeling? Rich Dad said, you don't have to say it to anyone else. Just admit it to yourself. You mean the people in this park? The people who work for you, Miss Martin, they don't do that, I asked. I doubt it, said Rich Dad. Instead, they feel the fear of not having money. They do not confront it logically. They react emotionally. Instead of using their heads, Rich Dad said, then they get a few bucks in their hands, and again, the emotion of joy, desire, and greed take over again. They react instead of think. So their emotions control their brain, Mike said. That's correct, said Rich Dad. Instead of admitting the truth about how they feel, they react to their, react to their feelings and fail to think. They feel the fear, so they go to work hoping that money will soothe the fear, but it doesn't. It continues to hunt them, and they return to work hoping again that money will calm their fears, and again it doesn't. Fear keeps them in this trap of working, earning money, working, earning money, hoping the fear will go away. But every day they get up and that old fear wakes with them. For millions of people, that old fear keeps them awake all night, causing a night of turmoil and worry. So they get up and go to work, hoping that a paycheck will kill that fear, gnawing at their souls. Money is running their lives and they refuse to tell the truth about that. Money is in control of their emotions and 
their souls. Rich Dad sat quietly letting his own, letting his words sink in. Mike and I heard what he said, but didn't understand fully what he was talking about. I just knew that I often worked, wondered why grown-ups hurried off to work. It did not seem like much fun, and they never looked that happy, but something kept them going, realizing we had absorbed as much as possible of what he was talking about. Rich Dad said, I want you boys to avoid that trap. That is really what I want to teach you, not just to be rich, because being rich does not solve the problem. It doesn't, I ask surprise. No, it doesn't. Let me explain. The other emotion, desire, some call it greed, but I prefer desire. It's perfectly normal to desire something better, prettier, more fun, or exciting. So people also work for money because of desire. They desire money for the joy they think it can buy, but the joy that money brings is often short-lived and they soon need more money for more joy and more pleasure and more comfort, more security. So they keep working, thinking money will soothe their souls that are troubled by fear and desire, but money can't do that. Even rich people do this, Mike asked. Rich people included, said Rich Dad. In fact, the reason many rich people are rich isn't because of desire, but because of fear. They believe that money can eliminate the fear of being poor, so they amass tons of it only to find the fear gets worse now. They fear losing the money. I have friends who keep working even though they have plenty. I know people who have millions who are more afraid now than they were poor. They're terrified of losing it all. The fear that drove them to get rich got worse. Their weak and needy part of their soul is actually screaming louder. They don't want to lose the big house, the cars, and the high life money has bought them. They worry about their friends, what their friends would say if they lose all their money. Many are emotionally desperate and neurotic. Although they look rich and they and have more money, so is a poor man happier, I ask? No, I don't think so, replied Rich Dad. The avoidance of money is just as psychotic as being attached to money. As if on cue, the town derelict went past our table stopping by the large rubbish can be rumbling around in it the three of us watched him with great interest when before we probably would have just ignored him rich dad put a dollar out of his wallet and gestured to to the old man seeing the money the derelict came over immediately took the bill thanked rich dad profoundly and hurried off ecstatic with his good fortune. He's not much different from what most of my employees, Rich Dad said. I've met so many people who say, oh, I'm not interested in money, yet they'll work a job for eight hours a day. That's a denial of truth. If they weren't interested in money, they were, then why are they working? That kind of thinking is probably more psychotic than a person who hoards money. As I sat there listening to my rich dad, my mind if my mind flashed back to countless times. My own dad said, I'm not interested in money. He said those words. He also covered himself by always saying, I work because I love my job. So what do we do, I asked. Not work for money until all traces of fear and greed are gone. No, that would be a waste of time, said rich dad. Emotions are what makes us human. 
The word emotions stands for energy and emotion. Be truthful about your emotions and use your mind and emotions in your favor, not against yourself. Whoa, said my dad. Don't worry about what I just said. It will make more sense in years to come. Just be an observer and not a reactor to your emotions. Most people do not know that it is their emotions that are doing the thinking. Your emotions are your emotions, but you have got to learn to do your own thinking. Can you give me an example? I asked. Sure, replied Rich Dad. When a person says, I need to find a job, it's most likely an emotion doing the thinking. Fear of not having money generates that thought. But people do need money if they have bills to pay, I said. Sure, they do, smiled Rich Dad. All I'm saying is that it's fear that is all too often doing the thinking. I don't understand, said Mike. For example, said Rich Dad. If the fear of not having enough money arises instead of me immediately running out to get a job, they instead might ask themselves this question, will the job be the best solution to this fear over the long run? In my opinion, the answer is no. A job is really a short-term solution, a long-term problem to a long-term problem. But my dad is always saying stay in school, get good grades so you can find a safe, secure job. And I interjected somewhat confused. Yes, I understand he says that, said Rich Dad Smiley. Most people recommend that, and it's a good path for most people, but people make that recommendation recommendation primarily on out of fear. You mean my dad said that because he's afraid? Yes, said Rich Dad. He's terrified that you won't earn money, enough money, and won't fit into society. Don't get me wrong. He loves you and wants the best for you. I, too, believe in education and a job are important, but it won't handle that fear. You see, the same fear that makes him get up in the morning to earn a few bucks is the fear that is causing him to be financial about your going to school. So what do you recommend? I want to teach you to master the power of money instead of being afraid of it. They don't teach you that in school. And if you don't learn it, you become a slave to money. <coughs> I finally, it was finally making sense. He wanted us to widen our views and to see what the Miss Martins of the world couldn't see. He used examples that sounded cruel at times, but I've never forgotten them. My vision widened today, and I began to see the trap that lay ahead for most people. You see, we are all employees, ultimately. We just work at different levels, said Rich Dad. I just went you boys to have a chance to avoid the trap caused by those two emotions, fear and desire. Use them in your favor, not against you. You see, we are all employees, ultimately. We just work at different levels. I just want you boys to have a chance to avoid the trap caused by those two emotions, fear and desire. Use them in your favor, not against you. That's what I want to teach you. I'm not interested in just teaching you to make a pile of money. That won't handle the fear or desire. 
If you don't first handle fear and desire and you get rich, you will only be a highly paid slave. It's deep. Like you say, go back on it. fear and desire when you see more you feel like the desires more and if you feel like it's something less you feel like the fear you use that emotion but you're not thinking logically in those times you know it's deep reach that po that episode 1616.